Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant. And right now we are talking to musician Michael Glabicki of Rusted Root, and uprooted band. He is coming to Jamestown, no stranger to Jamestown. He's coming to perform at Roger Tory Peterson's Birthday Bash coming up Saturday, August 19th at the Roger Tory Peterson Institute. More info on that found at rtpi.org. But we're going to talk about that and see what uh, Michael's been up to. Michael, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, so let's get into it. I mean, we're about halfway through uh, 2023 right now. What have you kind of been up to musically so far this year? What's been going on in the world of uh, Michael Glabicki so far? I've been playing as a duo, trio, and as a full seven-piece band uh, as Uprooted. Um, we've been out having a good time, and we're really uh, really excited about what we're able to do as a as a band, as a duo. Um, and also, too, we've been working on a new record, um, which kind of encompasses all, you know, everything we've been doing live and uh, 12 new songs. Oh, nice. Very nice. You've been, I know you've been doing Uprooted now for a while. I mean, definitely not a, uh, like, new, new thing within, uh, you know, what you're doing. But how long has Uprooted been together now? How long have you been doing that? Uh, I think about five or six years. Oh wow! Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, you know, on the new side as much. So, does does it still feel new, or does it feel like you've been doing it now five or six years? Um, that still feels pretty new. Um, we we kind of just sort of cut loose every night, and so I, I mean, every night kind of feels like a like a new thing for us. You know, it's creatively, it's sort of freeform, and uh, we're we're digging in now. I kind of feel like we're just hitting it, like at at our at our max right now did you like like starting out with uproot i'm always kind of interested with this i mean did you already kind of know what you wanted to do with it kind of have that vision and what that was all going to be or did that kind of develop as you started uh doing uprooted or did you kind of already pretty much know it's like okay this is what it's going to be like as you were going into it um i think same as rusted root it, it's it's sort of like an idea at first and you know that's that's what drives me to do it but then along the way you find surprises and uh definitely surprises amongst the members um that you didn't know that they could do or was was possible for us to do so that's sort of sort of the progression of it all so let's uh you know let's talk a lot about a little bit about this because again you'll be here performing for uh, the Roger Tory Peterson's birthday bash coming up if I'm not mistaken, that one you're doing as a duo with Dirk Miller, I believe. Yeah. Now, now, what can we kind of expect? You know, I'm obviously obviously playing songs and everything, but you know, what can we kind of expect from that set here coming up? Well, I think it's it's a pretty vast sound uh, between you know I play kick drum, 
and play guitar and sing. And Dirk's playing mostly electric guitar with with his style and his effects and stuff. And uh, we get pretty, you know, it gets pretty vast the the sound of it all. And um, because it's just the two of us, we can kind of really open up the music and take a lot of chances. So each night is is uh, sort of a magical moment for us. I kind of actually going off of that, because like you were talking about, I mean, sometimes you're doing it with, I believe you said a seven piece, sometimes you're doing it duo, I'm sure you do solo, you know, all these different things. Like for you as a musician, like, you know, like your guitar parts and what you're playing and stuff. I mean, does, does your role kind of change from what you're doing? Like I would imagine it would like what you're playing on say guitar or what you're doing there when, when, you know, you got six people behind you versus when it's just you or just one other, I'm sure that changes up depending who, you know, how many people you're playing with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with a big band, you're kind of, I'm kind of constricted to, uh, you know, what everybody else is doing. And, you know, there's sort of, general communication is kind of like a bigger boat you can you can steer it but you can't make you know huge turns yeah <laughs> you know? that makes sense so, but um but you know as a duo uh we we pretty much can do whatever we want to you know we we can uh stop the brakes you know put in reverse go sideways you know it's <laughs> it's pretty much whatever you want to do at the moment <laughs> i can do and, and dirk's you know he's you know i pretty much you know, kind of work with him enough where it's it's almost like a, a psychic kind of thing that we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure as time goes on, yeah, you probably that like communication beside you know, between musicians. I mean, you do that long enough, I'm sure you can like almost just make a face, you know, give give each other a look, and you kind of know what that means or like what to do. Like, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure that gets better with time. You know, being able to just kind of improv on stage or just kind of change things up with whoever you're playing with. You know, as you're doing that over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is just, you don't really know how it's happening. <laughs> you know, like you get to a point where it's just happening and uh, you're not trying to do anything. And that's that's where the fun is, you know. That's, that's, when, that's when I feel like I'm kind of sitting back at moments and being a fan of it, you know. I'm just kind of like waiting for what's next. I love that. I love the idea that you're also, you know, you, you as the performer, you're also kind of waiting to see what, uh, you know, is coming next on the, on the other side. I love that. Absolutely. You know, I want to, I want to ask a little bit about this too, you know, like thinking back on the uh, early days of Rusted Root going back, like what was that local music scene like in Pittsburgh back in the day? Like when you kind of or going back to like the early nineties, I mean, was it a healthy music scene? Were there venues to play? Were there bands to play with? You know, what did that kind of look like for you starting out with Rusted Root? Well, I mean, as, as you might've imagined, like I mean, there's nobody there that sounded like us. So we were, we were kind of a, kind of an anomaly, like, uh, kind of doing our own thing and people were just kind of watching to see what was going to happen. And, um, so we picked up pretty quick. I mean, we started, uh, selling out pretty quick and, you know, developing our, our following, uh, pretty, pretty fast. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't feel slow at all. Uh, but you know, like, I feel like our first like real big gig was at like a battle of the bands kind of thing, and uh, I think we played to a thousand people, and there was like oh, three wow. other bands, three other bands there, and you know every, everything from sort of like new wave to like rock to blues. I mean, it was you know it was all over the place. But um, 
yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, I had, I had cousins that lived in Pittsburgh, and they were a lot older, and one played in a reggae band called The Core, and one called, uh, was a guitarist, he played in a band called Between the Beat, and they did a lot of African drumming and stuff, so I was kind of turned on to it through them, and, uh, you know, get, doing the world beat kind of thing, uh, there was a lot going on around Carnegie Mellon University and Pitt University, so I think that that was sort of like a big thing that that inspired me to to feel confident that I could go ahead and do it and it would be accepted. You, you know, kind of going off that, like again, like you, I can definitely imagine that you were like, you know, kind of doing your own thing. I'm sure your sound did stick out back then. You know, like like you were talking about too, like it picking up and and being able to kind of do your own thing as time goes on, but like. Were, was there a decent amount of like you guys playing like a lot of like mixed bills in the beginning where maybe you would have to kind of because I'm like thinking about that and you're right you don't probably sound like every other band on the bill was did you have to play those those shows or you kind of have to win over audiences like did you kind of have those in the early days at all oh absolutely yeah yeah we always did we always felt confident that we were just going to go in and crush it you know and um we were definitely riding a wave of energy that that we, you know, we, we didn't feel that insecure about winning over a new crowd, even if it was like in a new state or a new city or, or whatever. Um, we felt pretty confident going in and doing our thing, and we knew that it, it was uh, undeniable. You know, people would get that feeling. Where were some of those, you know, talking about Pittsburgh and stuff, but once the band did start kind of like branching out, playing out, and you know, I mean, be it weekends or tours or whatever, like. What were some of the first places outside of there that you started kind of, you know, play, you know, kind of places out of like, you know, maybe that like three hour, you know, like you can just kind of drive there. Like where were some of the like longer drive, further places you start, you uh, started playing outside of Pittsburgh in the beginning? Well, I think, um, let's see. I mean, definitely, you know, Jamestown and uh, Penn State, uh, West West Virginia University. Those were sort of like the first circle that we got to. Um, uh, you know, a little bit in Cleveland. Uh, so that was like the, the 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 first perimeter that we got to, and we played that pretty constant. And then we went out further to like Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, like Syracuse and stuff like that. So we just kind of we kind of, kind of just kept spiraling. But then we very short once we once we got to that second tier, then we jumped to the, like Colorado pretty quickly, oh. and uh, and Chicago, and, and got those pretty pretty well established. Started going from there. there. Nice, nice. Yeah. You know, ne- I mean, next year is going to be the uh, 30th anniversary of Rusted Roots Breakthrough Record. When I woke, I mean, obviously a huge album for the band. Was that was the success of that album? Like like looking back, I mean. Was it fairly instant, or did it take a while for it, you know, for people to kind of pick up on it after the release? Like, I mean, how how long after that came out did you actually, you know, did you kind of really start seeing it making waves for the band? Well, that that's that's interesting because you know nowadays if a if a band has a unique sound, they have to make a record and get it pretty much immediately accepted, you know, because record companies won't. You know, they. I guess I shouldn't say now, but like maybe a few years ago, record companies would would put about three weeks into it, and then if 
they didn't get a bite. They would just sort of shelve it, you know. And um, but back then, the record company took a chance with us, primarily because of our live shows. They they would they would keep coming to our live shows and being like, you know, this this is on us. If we can't make your if we can't sell your record, it's on us because this is this is working, you know. And and so they put uh, nine ten months into uh, trying to get the album going and 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 getting some of my way on the radio and all that and 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 it worked um so we were we were very thankful for for, for the work that they put in because i mean i think for us it wasn't it wasn't a sound that people get right away so it, it needed a little bit of work put into it no i think you're i think you're definitely right i mean i i've definitely talked to musicians over the years where yeah i mean the famous I, I don't think that's crazy to hear that with uh, major labels who don't really want to develop your band as much as it's like, oh yeah, if this doesn't sell pretty fast, it's just like, all right, shelve it onto onto the next thing. So nice, nice to hear that. Uh, you know, you got a little time with yours. Was there was there a moment on that record at all? Like, do you, that you remember it like really kind of becoming a big thing? Whether it be you know hearing a song on the radio or something like that, you kind of remember a moment where you're like, oh yeah, like this is this can do something for our band. This is something's going to happen with this album. Um, I think, I think for me, it was kind of hearing it by word of mouth in the college dorms, you know, like people would say, um, uh, you know, everybody on our floor in the dorm is playing this album, you know, dif- at different spots in the album, <laughs> every room is playing it, you know? And so like, when I started to hear that, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, I'm not sure what all that radio can do for us just because i didn't know but but i knew when people were you know pretty much cranking it out everywhere in the dorms of every college that that's that's when you know i felt comfortable that that it was going to go somewhere what was that kind of the the college scene i mean i know you you mentioned like playing penn state earlier like kind of those areas i mean was that because you do seem to still come from that era where like college radio and that whole kind of thing was still a thing and I feel like you could kind of before, you know, breaking into the mainstream, there is that other side where like college and college radio and those that kind of scene kind of embraces you. I mean, were those kind of the early did you kind of see that as the early adopters for Rusted Root, kind of the college, you know, college age kids and college radio and things like that? Well, we yeah, we, I guess we saw Dave Matthews doing it. And, you know, Dave Matthews would play like every frat house <laughs> on every college like three times a year like they would get back there and that was that was their marketing strategy and i didn't i wasn't that wasn't my thing you know i was a little bit more earthy about it and more uh sort of more grassroots and outdoors with it if that makes sense, that makes uh, sense. We, were, we, we were looking for festivals like the blue heron up in jamestown nice. things like that and, uh we were looking to you know play music for everybody and not not just the the college kids and you know Dave Matthews definitely made a thing out of it and it definitely paid off for him. I mean he, he got what he was looking for and so we were touring with him and and uh I think at one point he, they opened up for us in Pittsburgh and um so we did we did a couple of tours with them and, and so we saw what what the college thing could do and that's that's part probably why partly I saw it work for them and then it was started working for us too nice nice 
couple just a couple more here for you you know when it when it comes to your songwriting process i mean you've been someone doing it for quite a while like we're talking about you know when i woke turning 30 uh next year has your like has your process kind of how you approach to writing songs i mean has that stayed pretty consistent over the years like if you if you had to think about it like you know how you approach writing music in 2023 versus how you approached it in 1993 and 2003 i mean has it stayed consistent over the years or have you kind of has your process to writing music and songs kind of changed up over the years? Well, I think um, in, in leaving uh, Rusted Root as it was, um, I'd be, I had been writing for Rusted Root for 20, well, no, over 30 years. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> because I, because I, started, I dropped out of college before 1990 and, and started writing then, so... I'd been writing a long time for that format and, you know, at first I'm, you know, I created sort of the vision of the instrumentation that I wanted around the songs. But then as time went, you know, it was, well, now I have to write music for, you know, a previous set of songs because now I have a band, you know, <laughs> and it's successful. So, so I had to start just writing music within the limitations of the, of the previous and, and, you know, what Russell Root could do and could not do, I had to be creative within that and, and be limited to uh, those resources and, and abilities and uh, technical abilities and, you know, just musical dynamic sensibilities and stuff. So I think over the years it became like a real chore. Like it was really, you know, really hard to like <laughs> write music and it was it kind of became like a little bit of torture, you know? And so I think leaving Rusted Root and starting to write this new stuff, I was kind of in shock and I was kind of like, well, I'm still like, I have body memory on, on how to write songs, you know, based on that. So I couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. So I was still writing songs within that sort of limitation. So um, I decided that I was not going to write music at all in the same way that I've ever written it at that point. And that was partially to challenge myself, but then also also to break down sort of the body memory of writing for Rusted Roots and, you know, sort of confronting that and tearing it down and then starting completely new. And so I started writing on, uh, in, the, in the studio um, and developing sort of the arrangement of tracks and then going in and putting uh, vocals um, melodies, sort of scats, sort of emotional bursts and and chants or, you know, whatever. And then going back and, and putting uh, lyrics to it. And I'm still like, I still have quite a bit to do, maybe like 30% more of that to do on this album. But it really challenged me. And then what, what ended up happening was I started writing in, in, in pockets of vocals and started writing for... Uh, sort of like uh, a group of singers in the background and and then an intimate voice up front and then a, you know another group of, of male vocals on the right you know and, and so like like things started to kind of uh, started to overlay and I, I kind of just sort of trusted that it was going to work out and it turned into this like really cool thing of 
sort of collaging these vocals together and putting meaning, new meaning into it by just sort of layering it, uh, the images and the meanings of the lyrics. Um, and so then I would go, so what happened is I started, I would start going in and every three weeks I would put a set of vocals down and, uh, work after that to edit it and, and sort of boil it down to what was the best ideas out of that session. And then I'd go in and do another session and then boil that down. And by the time I did the next session, I would forget what the previous two were. So, so it, it was like, it was like these like magical moments of spontaneity all layered from different moments onto it, on to one another. And then I would spend a lot of time just sort of playing with that and seeing what I could, uh, connect, you know, between the different energies, emotions and scats and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it turned out it worked perfectly. I was completely surprised because in the back, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, I just worked a year on this thing, and it's totally possible it might not work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but a I had lot to of time put into it. Yeah, but I just kind of had to trust that that over these periods of time, that there was at least a part of me that was had a plan or was was you know coming up with. Uh, kind of an, an overall syn- synchronistic way of doing this that that I, I, I wasn't able to consciously perceive, but it was there. That's so, yeah, I mean, that that's so interesting. And I mean, credit to you too, because I'm sure as time goes on, a lot of songwriters who, I mean, you know, you kind of have the way you uh, go about writing a song and you don't really try new things. And yeah, it sounds like you totally got out of your comfort level or uh, even the way you normally approach music. And I mean, thankfully, yeah, I mean, after a year, thankfully uh, it did work out because, yeah, that would have that would have been a big bummer if a year later uh, none of it was usable. <laughs> that would not have yeah. been good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what else, you know, after this uh, show in Jamestown, after you're performing here, you still got the other half of 2023. Anything else we should uh, have people We'll be on the lookout for from you know, you're doing anything else this year yeah i mean we've got we've got a few shows with the full band we got a lot of shows coming up with the duo um and then we're gonna start we're gonna start you know putting some singles out uh and then putting the whole album out uh later on in the year very nice so lots of uh things to uh keep an eye out new music some uh, more shows all that uh, where can we send people? Where can we find the band online? Where can we find you online? All of that uh, good stuff. Well, you can go to michaelglubicki.com. Um, you, I'm on Facebook, uh, it's Michael Glubicki. And then Uprooted featuring Michael, Michael Glubicki of Westeria on Instagram. Nice. Go uh, go find Michael there. Uh, yeah, I mean, as we close this out, anything else, Michael? Anything else to add? No, I'm just uh, just super excited to get this new music out. We are, so, and I look forward to coming there and having a, an amazing show. I'm sure we will. No, looking forward to having you here again. Michael Glubicki coming to perform at Roger Tory Peterson's Birthday Bash Saturday, August 19th at Roger Tory Peterson Institute. And uh, I'll be back with more for you in just a second. You're tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA.